Hola, hola, meses embarazes. This is the Mess to Badass podcast, a safe space where we will talk about turning your struggles into superpowers and the journey from being a mess and becoming a badass. This podcast is all about being imperfect, messy, human, and just being you. I am Pam, a creative consultant and founder of Embrace the Mess. Just a heads up, this podcast is unedited, bilingual, and there will be some cursing. So get ready to go from mess to badass. In this episode, we are talking about depression and suicide. And if this is a triggering topic for you, I just wanted to give you a heads up. We're just talking about it for a little bit, but this is an amazing episode. So keep listening and let me know how it goes. In today's episode, we are talking to Selena Stone, the founder of Stone Media Source. Hi, Selena. How are you? Hola, Pam. And thank you for having me on the show today. So excited. I'm so excited to have you here. You know, I love you and I couldn't have the best person to have here. Um, So to start, tell us who you are, where can we find you and what do you do? So I am Selena Stone. I am the founder and creator of Stone Media Source, Source, which initially five years ago when I started this was supposed to be a creative agency to help solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, design websites and marketing collateral like newsletters and social media content. Um, Over the course of the last five years, I've evolved personally, professionally. (laughs) Um, And as I've explained to a lot of clients, like as you evolve, so will your brand. And so this year, in honor of my fifth year anniversary of being um, an entrepreneur I created stone consulting services um and the reason why I did it was because I realized I wanted to kind of break away from a particular industry um that was causing me a lot of stress it was a lot of it, it felt like I had a lot of resistance to it because it was just um it wasn't an easy process and so what I help my clients with is identifying who they love to work with. And so, you know, as a brand consultant, as a business consultant, I specialize in marketing, HR, and particularly operations and process improvement. And what that means in plain English is I help entrepreneurs and the hard space that I have are particularly for women, especially moms. Those are the people that I really love, enjoy uh you know, working with, um, it's where my eyes light up and because I'm a mom and I'm a female, so I relate more deeply. Um, and so not that I will say no to a man, um, if they are looking for, you know, more feminine energy in their life, but, um, what I really aesthetically do is just, I help you either in startup to scale mode, and it's really designing the systems and processes in your business that allows you to free up your time to make more money and to really get in front of the right clients that you want to work with. So, and we do that through a number of strategies, whether it's using marketing, maybe it's growing your team and hiring the right person to delegate those functions to, or if you're scaling from, you know, five to 6 million to 10 million, now it's hiring more people in your staff. So um, I've kind of evolved into an operational strategic operations consultant for your business. And, um, And I enjoy what I do. I really do. Because one of the biggest things that business owners have when they come to me is they need help with getting more clients and they want to make more money. And everybody thinks that, yes. (laughs) And at the end, you know, initially everybody thinks, oh, I got to be on social media. I need to be doing all these things. But then when they find out 
they hate doing social media. They don't like creating content. They don't like to do videos or they have a hard time getting in front of a camera. And so maybe sometimes those aren't necessarily the right activities they should be doing that's creating either income or being you know, productive. So I dive deep with figuring out what is it that you do? Who do you really want to work with? And um, let's get a game plan together to, to really map out the processes and the and the things that you enjoy doing so that you can delegate and outsource the other stuff that you don't want to be doing. Yeah. So, so pretty much I, I would sum up, you just help entrepreneurs get their shit together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Basically taking this shitty mess that they've created and let's and let's be a big girl. <laughs> And actually have a business. So one of the things I learned is like, okay, are you, do you actually have a business? Are you creating income? Are you making profit? Um, and if the answer is, if it's inconsistent or no, then maybe you're just, ha maybe then it's just a hobby and you, and you need to find a profession, you know, and, and it's okay. We just got to get real with our mess. Right. So. Yeah. Which is funny <laughs> that you bring that up because as you know, this podcast is all about like, and the journey of like being a mess and turning a badass, you know, like becoming a badass. So it, it sounds like you deal with a lot of messy people, messy entrepreneurs. <laughs> so as a strategist, tell us what do you think it's a messy entrepreneur? And if you consider one of them, that you're that you are one of them. Um Yes, I am. And this is the reason why you and I resonated and connected with each other. Because I love the fact that you keep, you hold a safe space for all of us to be okay with being messy. Because I'm telling you right now, the entrepreneur journey, if somebody had told me this five years ago, that all this crap that we would be faced with, I probably would have ran the other way and said, no way. Hell no. So, and it's so true. Not everybody can do this. The statistics, as you all know, is between three and five years into running their business, people are have already quit and they're going back to getting a job um, and they stop, right? So the things that I wish that somebody would have told me a long, long, long time ago is the best advice I can give to anybody that's listening is one is invest in a coach or invest in a mentor. It's like getting the cheat sheet to the test, right? Right. These people have done what you want to do. These people have been where you want to go. And these people are making the money that you desire to make. So why would you do things the hard way, right? So, and I love the fact that because as a corporate and recovering perfectionist and recovering workaholic, that's what I used to be, mm -hmm. is that I realized like, I didn't create that space for myself to give myself permission to make mistakes. And I think that's what the journey of life and the, and the evolution of being an entrepreneur is. It's, it's you allowing yourself to make mistakes, make a lot of mistakes. As humans and students of learning and life, we're supposed to fall on our faces and our asses and get back up and do it again, right? Um, and so what I love about you and being on this journey with you since we met is that you give us permission to be okay with being messy, ugly, and not imperfect you know what I mean and so for the first time in my life I'm 46 years old now at, at 40 I had to learn it's going to be a shitty ride it's going to be a shitty journey and all the piles of crap that I tried to make look pretty or smell good 
<laughs> guess what? <laughs> if I pull back the curtains, they ain't so pretty. They don't, don't smell so good. So, um, <laughs> and so when you, when you share with me the embrace, the mess purpose and the vision that you had, it spoke to me because I realized there's so many women that are in corporate right now. They're miserable. There's so many women that are working their nine to five, but actually working 14 hour long days, struggling with becoming this badass CEO or this badass executive position in a very masculine energy type of role, but they're expected to behave a certain way in a male dominated industry and then come home and be the mom and the wife and take care of the house and the kids and the meals and all that stuff. So um, what I've discovered through my own journey was like, look, I want to give women permission that they don't have to choose. You shouldn't have to choose. You should embrace your feminine femininity and embrace the mess, embrace being not perfect all the time and allowing yourself permission to, to just be real. It's the authentic version of you. And so as I uncovered layers and layers, yeah, I uncovered layers of this belief I had in me that if I didn't have my makeup put on, if I didn't, if I wasn't wearing the right clothes, if I didn't have my lashes done or look a certain way, like people weren't going to accept me and that I was being judged. When in reality, I was judging myself. And so I think in embracing my mess, embracing the flaws, embracing the imperfections, embracing the stretch marks and, you know, the little fat, push you know tush that I have it's like it made me appreciate the beautiful women this the the strong woman this incredible mom um and survivor that I've I've become and so I just want to share with everybody it's like look Pam you and I talked about this it's like I'd rather see you make progress than be stuck in being perfect yeah because when we're when we're sitting here in fear of I have to look perfect I have to sound perfect or whatever it keeps us from doing the little things like doing a video or doing a reel or putting out content, you know? Um, and those are, to me, I think those are just bullshit excuses to not getting shit done. So, um, and so for me, it's like, you know what? I love being messy. I think that's the the juicy part of life. It's what makes us who we are. Um, you know, this journey to becoming <laughs> hasn't always been easy. You know, we've all endured some kind of trauma. We've all been through some kind of suffering. We've all had some breakdowns. And, you know, I think it's just a testament to our will and to our commitment to just showing up and getting back up, learning and trying and doing it all over again. So I love that. I love everything that you just said, especially that um, being messy and the messiest part of your life are the juiciest parts, because that's where we learn from, you know, like many people think that because you messed up you are not learning or you don't have another opportunity and instead that you're a failure but the reality is that all those messes or all those failures all those struggles that we go through they just keep coming up into our lives because it allows us Mm -hmm. to learn from them and Mm -hmm. from that and you know become the badass that we are meant to be so I love I love that you said that so with that, you know, said, oh, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to put point out too, like I've been blessed to be surrounded by very top leading authorities. These are millionaires and billionaires. And if you've heard the struggle and, and like many of them have filed bankruptcy, 
we didn't know this. So they endured a lot more heavier, more financially risky types of situations. And what I learned and learned listening to some of their stories is that this mess that we think is so ugly and that we want to keep hidden from people, it's like, this is what makes you, you. This is the interesting part of your life that connects you to other people. And I, and I use people's story in what I call or frame, you know, turn your wounds into wisdom, meaning you can create a talk, a podcast, a business around your healing and transformation of what you endured, how you survived it, and use that as a four or five step process to teach someone else to overcome those same obstacles. You know, growing up, I dealt with depression. My father took his own life 15 years ago. And being a survivor of, you know, suicide um, and teaching other people how to heal from, from losing someone to suicide, like that's been a transformation journey for me. It's been healing for me. And if I didn't have the courage to step out and, and start talking about this, I think about all the lives that I've impacted like along the way that those are the people that may have taken a different direction. Mm -hmm. And so for anybody who's listening, you know, your mess could one day be your message that ends up saving somebody's life. And that's, I think, what we have as an obligation, as a duty, as a human being, because I think the number one thing that people want to do is we want to help somebody. We want to help other people. That's what gives us purpose, right? Because if we were doing things for ourselves, I don't think we'd be in this business. You know, I mean, in the transaction of business and sales, we have, we rely on other people, <laughs> you know, for yeah. that. So um, I just wanted to share that real quickly while we were talking about that. So no, it's, it's great. And thank you for sharing because, you know, we all have our different lessons. Like you said, because of your dad, you have been able to help others and that has been your struggle. And I have been there when you have struggled um, on the, mm -hmm. your dad's uh, birthday or anniversary of his passing and it hits you really hard. But then also once you go through that really downhill spiral, you have also come up really high in and it just pushes you to keep going, not only for mm -hmm. your dad, for yourself, but for all the, that pain that you have gone through. So, so as Thank a side you. note, you know, like, I'm so proud of you because you just keep going and you are a badass, but Thank you. just to continue in the journey of messiness, tell me from all the, all the experiences that you've had, especially as a five-year entrepreneur, what has been your messiest moment where you have felt like a messy entrepreneur oh geez <laughs> um where do I even start <laughs> there's been so many um so when I transitioned I resigned from my corporate position I was working as an HR manager for a hospital system and within that first week I, I was still living off of my severance pay and so I went through severance. I went through my unemployment. I went through savings. I went through 401k. Um, I trusted this guy who was a website developer. I spent $6,000 on a website that I never received. That was a very, and you know, I used to looking back at it. And this is a lesson I want to teach people. Whenever 
if you're an entrepreneur and you've never lost money, you haven't learned. <laughs> okay. So um, true. What that situation taught me was a $6,000 lesson. That was my $6,000 lesson, which was asking the right questions, having an agreement, having things written down and having your clear expectations agreed upon, right? This guy promised me a website. We didn't have an agreement. We never signed anything. I didn't know. And so doing all of this, it put things in, in it put certain things into my business that I now implement. I always have an agreement. I always have expectations clearly written out. I have deadlines and timelines of when projects are gonna be completed. I have clear expectations of when payments should be received. I always put a deposit down and then I always make sure that my clients pay me in full before finishing the project, right? So these lessons that we are learning in the moment may seem like the most ugliest, darkest, deepest, messy places of our lives. And it can be an expensive lesson, but what serves a purpose is that it made me a better business owner. It made me a smarter negotiator, right? It made me a better customer and it made me a better client. It made me a better coach, meaning what are the right questions I should be asking? So every time I run into a situation where a negotiation falls through or a contract, you know, falls apart, um, I learn something from that. So, you know, I don't look at, these breakdowns as, oh my God, it's the end of the world. No, it's what am, what am I meant to learn from this? So um, yeah, I spent $6,000 on a website and the guy took my money and I never had a website. Instead, I invested in a platform that allowed me up to three websites for $24 a month. So that's how I built my first website until I could build my business to actually hire and be able to afford a website developer designer. Um, and so now I know, and now I help my clients make sure that when they're looking for a website designer, they know the difference between a designer and developer. They know what's included with their agreement and their contract, right? Um, girl, I'm still learning. <laughs> I'm still making misses and mistakes in my business. Um, one case in point, I had, an, uh, <clears throat> I had a client um, over a year ago. Um, we completed a project. He secured me for a one-day session. He was really happy, thrilled with it. Reached back out to me, wanted me to, um, he hired me to train his sales team. And the mess that got created out of that was the business owner not taking responsibility for the lack of productivity and profits that the sales team was supposed to create. So instead he blamed it on me saying I was ineffective in my coaching. <laughs> so, what I had to learn from this was, you know, he was on a smear campaign tactic. He was trying to defame me and tell other clients that I was ripping him off, that I had taken his money and I owed him all his money. And um, I sat in my pity for a minute, but then I realized, you know what? I know my truth. I know who I am. I know what integrity I have. And I know the clients that I work with love me. And if I'm going to let this one guy like derail me or close up my shop, like then I shouldn't be in business anyway. So Growing a thicker skin and understanding that I don't have to react to everything. I don't need to respond to, to toxic people um, really made me a better person standing my ground in my own belief of my own integrity and knowing that the, the services I offer are effective, they create results. Um, and the old Selena would have been on a 
rampage of PR campaigns and, you know, fighting back with words and angry posts. And I'm like, you know, I don't have time for that anymore. You know, um, so if anybody's dealing with a, a difficult client, um, I just pray that you have your agreements, you have copies of text messages and your emails, um, and that you find the peace in knowing that you know your truth and you don't always have to defend yourself to, to toxic bullies like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in the end, I always feel like the universe, the universe or God is always going to take care of you. And, um, and my, you know, the way that I questioned him and re response was if you had spent the time that you are creating right now in calling all my clients and all these other business owners, why wouldn't you take that same amount of time that you're calling those people to badmouth me into making the calls to the referrals and the context that I've given you? Like, wouldn't that be a better productive use of your time for business to create more revenue? Yeah, of course. And so when he, when he got present to, you know, I'm wasting a lot of time trying to badmouth and blame and do all these things, he got present to, I should be taking that same amount of time and making my own calls to create relationships, to create referral sources, to create, you know, other joint venture partnerships. Um, so that's how I handled that. But again, you know, it's learning lessons. I had to learn to, I had to learn to stand my ground and do it in such a way that is coming from love with integrity and respect for myself. I don't know if that makes sense to everybody, right? Yeah, no, so, for sure. Uh, there's, yeah. uh, I mean, you said so much in those, uh, on all those lessons that you just gave us during mm -hmm. the transition that you have gone through in those five years of of being an entrepreneur. I mean, we don't, unfortunately, in, in schools, they don't teach us how to like manage our money, how to be entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. none of that stuff. And nowadays, many people want to be entrepreneurs. Everybody wants to have their own business. They want to like make their own money mm -hmm. and, and teach or help or produce something that they're passionate about. And like you said, because we see that many big companies are spending X amount of money or they're creating X amount of products or designing an amazing website, we as small entrepreneurs, we think that it has to be done the same way. And then it, it like takes us, it like, you know, drives us to failure because we are not that big or we have not gotten to that point yet. So we don't have to spend, you know, like the $6,000, like you thought that you had to, mm -hmm. you could have mm -hmm. probably just spent, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars or just do it yourself at the beginning because you're just starting. So yep. there are all those little mm -hmm. lessons that sometimes we think that we need to do, but in reality, we don't. So thank you for all that. Right. Because like you said, uh, luckily you were able to like learn from all of the things that has happened to you to now teach your your students your your clients to become better entrepreneurs yep. and here's another that, tip I want to add oh sorry Pam go ahead no no go ahead no please because another thing another tip I want to say is you know what there's so many quote coaches <laughs> that have come out of the pandemic and I want people to beware like be careful because we're getting so much information thrown out at us and a lot of the new entrepreneurs that are coming out right now, it's like, you don't know who to believe anymore. You don't know who to trust. And everybody's got so much great, amazing wisdom and so many great programs and, and, and courses. But 
I want you to really just remember like to, to listen to your intuition, listen to your gut, um, ask the right questions and ask enough people the same questions to see what answers are you going to get before you actually commit. Um, because I hate the last thing I want to see is somebody, you know, who's investing thousands of dollars into something that doesn't work out. So, you know, as a coach, as a consultant, you know, as a mom, it's like, you know, I want to help other entrepreneurs make the right decisions and make sure that it, it's, it's a, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to advocate fear because obviously like, you know what, you know, taking action and implementing action is great because indecision can sometimes cause that hesitation and you're letting fear stop you again. But I want you to be aware and be smart and asking the right questions, but don't let fear stop you from trusting somebody to say, Hey, I'm going to work with you. Here's my investment and, and let's get to work. Right. So those conversations need to happen too sometimes. And it just depends on who you talk to, but, um, you know, there's enough gurus out there. There's enough YouTube videos out there. There's people like you, Pam and me that are entrepreneurs. Like, you know, um, is this the right move? Is this the right decision based on my budget and my current situation? And there's so many resources that are free that can help you, you know, get through that initial stages of starting your business so that you're not spending a ton of money. Um, you know, like you said, I had it in my head that I had to go with somebody. Hey, if I spend this much money, then I'm going to get this fancy website. Right. When in reality, um, you know, there's platforms that, like I said, for less than 25 bucks a month, you can have three different landing pages and a website, you know? So um, be smart about research, be smart about who you're talking to, before you, um, before you learn the expensive lesson. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, it can, it can be messy. It can be troublesome to start a business and it can get really expensive if you don't do the things right. And <laughs> well, you and I have gone through those moments of, you know, spending money when, when we shouldn't have and we <laughs> lessons. <laughs> yes, yes. But now that we have talked about um our messy moments, I mean, you have given us plenty of messy moments in your career as an entrepreneur. Why don't we move to like the journey of becoming a badass? Because I know you, I know that you're a badass woman. I know that you and oh, I thanks. have had our moments of like, you know, struggles and all that stuff, but we always come up and we come up stronger, especially right now, like mm -hmm. we're chatting mm -hmm. prior to this, um, to this recording and you're just like coming out really high from, from a lot of stuff that has happened. So you're just kicking ass and it's time to talk about the battles that you are now. So previous to the you. interview, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> previous to the interview, I asked you to take my badass quiz. So um, what was your type, your badass type? I believe mine was the, I do what I want badass. Okay, which I can totally see that you are one <laughs> of those because you're a little feisty little Filipina girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, I'm because of my strategic mindset, like I'm always assessing risks and I'm assessing um, the outcome. Like if I do this, then I, I will get this. But if I do this, then I'll get that. Right. So for me, it's, it's being strategic 
I want to make maximize the best use of my time and my money and my resources, right, to get the best result. But I also learned that I'm okay with trusting the universe to to do what it's going to do. I've learned enough lessons in my life to know how to react and respond now when I'm in in the face of adversity or challenge. Um, this is probably one of the hardest lessons that any of us will ever learn in which is learning to love yourself authentically completely without judgment without criticism right and learning to love myself what that process looked like was being okay with making mistakes forgiving myself and not holding on to shame and condemnation and, and guilt right um and i think the road to becoming a badass is really just owning it. Taking full, 100%, authentic, unadulterated responsibility for every messy shit that you've created in your life. I took full responsibility for the failures of my marriage. I took full responsibility for the the, the times and, and the moments that I'm not present for my son because of my custody, right? I took full responsibility of making decisions in my life and my business decisions. I made, I took full responsibility for all of it, especially when it comes to money. It is nobody else's responsibility and nobody else's fault for the reason why you're getting the shit you're getting. You are a hundred percent in control of your life. You are living your life for you. You're making decisions based on you, right? So you're the creator. This is how powerful you are. This is how powerful we all are. It's like in the words that we speak, in the decisions we make, in the relationships we create with one another, the business decisions we make, like it's nobody else's fault. So until you take full responsibility for everything that you've created in your entire life, and sometimes those things aren't always pretty, they don't always um, feel good. Yeah. But when you can say, you know what, I created that because I didn't stand up for myself. I created that because I didn't say no. I created that because I didn't ask enough questions. I created that because I chose, right? Because mm -hmm. in every moment, in every moment, you're making a decision, you're choosing, right? Whether to operate from love or to operate from fear. And when I looked at my jealousy, my insecurity, my self-doubt and all this crap that was in my head, it was nobody else but me. I created the expectations and standards of how I wanted to live my life, right? Nobody put that on me but me. Mm -hmm. And even after what I learned from after dad passed away was that I was still making decisions based on as if my dad was still here. And I was like, hello, dad's gone. Why am I still blaming him? Like, it's not his fault. It's not your parents' fault. I had to learn to forgive my parents because they did the best they could with what they had. And the same thing is like, I'm allowing myself grace and forgiveness that I'm doing the best I can. And I tell my son this too frequently, like, please forgive mommy. I'm doing the best I can. And I'm doing, I'm doing what I think is best for you. You know what I mean? So that he knows that as he grows up, it's like, look, my mom, she's doing the best she can. And I still love her for it. And it's okay. So I think that process of becoming a badass is learning to forgive yourself, love yourself, love every piece of you, um, be authentic with yourself and, and learning to love what you see in the mirror. And if you don't like what you're seeing, you don't like what you're getting, you don't like how people are treating you, maybe look in the mirror a little bit closer and seeing how, how are you showing up for people? How are you reacting and responding to things? How are you treating your time 
And how are you, um, you know, what, what boundaries are you creating for yourself, whether it's in your life or your business? Because everything that you do is a reflection of how much you love and respect yourself. And so I think that was probably the golden nugget or the secret to learning uh, that first step to embracing my flaws, loving who I am, respecting who I am. Because what it did was then it commanded me to feel secure every time I said no, every time I outgrew a friendship or a relationship, every time I didn't accept a client. Um, and so, you know, when I notice that the things that are taking a lot of energy from me or the people that are sucking energy um, and, and not being treated with love or respect, um, I started eliminating those things out of my life, right? Mm -hmm. With love, it's like, you know what? We're clearly on two different paths. I love you. And, you know, maybe it's just best that we just move on and it's okay. Like we'll stay friends and move on. So it allowed me to be okay with whenever I was told no, you know, not every client is going to be my client. Not everybody is going to be for me and it's okay. And I think when we outgrow relationships, you know, friendships, I used to, to get really sad and feel really um, like it was all my fault. Like I'm not a good enough friend or I'm not good enough. It's like, no, I, I shifted that narrative to we just outgrew one another right right it's nobody's fault and it's okay so um I think the definition of, of a badass woman whether you're a mom or just a single female um it's embracing who you are owning who you are um and I coined the phrase look at the beautiful mess I made all the piles of shit and now I get to enjoy the beautiful flowers in the garden that I created. I love that. So with that, with, with what you just said, so with your pile your, of shit and what you have created, does that mean that now you consider yourself a badass? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a badass. Every day I get to wake up that I get to open my eyes to a new day, whether it's rain or sun, I get to see my son um, when my son tells me he loves me and, um, you know, every day that I hear from a client that they are making progress, that they are happy, they got another client, they made money, whatever that is, even in the small moments, like, you know, just enjoying a cup of coffee or having this conversation with you, Pam, like I'm a badass, you know, I remind myself to take time to, to, to be grateful for everything that I have, for all the people that I'm blessed to have in my life. You know, like we're, we're badasses. We were created for, we were created with purpose. Um, we were created with, with, with light. And I feel like many of us are dimming ourselves to feel safe, to kind of blend in with the rest of the popular <laughs> crowds. Um, and that's where I feel like people are playing small. It's like, no, you weren't meant to blend in. You weren't meant to just live to pay bills. Like you were created for, for more. There's greatness in each of us. And I think the more loud, the more we can can show up and, and own who we are and, and be brave enough, be bold enough and courageous enough 
to to share that authentically. I think that's where we we rise. We we set ourselves apart from the rest of the competition. Um, I think that's where we are recognized, um, and it allows other people to to shine their own light. So, um, I don't know. There was no there's no short answer to that question, Pam. So, I just feel like. I've survived a lot. I've gone through a lot in my life mm -hmm. and I have a lot more years to live. <laughs> and that's what I feel feels like for me. It's like, you know, and I'm still learning, you know, I, I don't think we ever completely arrive. Right. Right. Um, I think, like I said, we're, we were, we were created in this physical container on planet earth to learn. And as long as we're all learning, we're still growing. We're still evolving. We're still developing. Yeah. It it's so interesting that you say that because yes, we are here to learn, we are here to to shine, you know. I really like the what you said about we need to stop dimming our lights because we are own our little um judges, you know, like we're always judging ourselves, mm -hmm. we're comparing mm -hmm. to other people and that's what's dimming our light and that's what we need to stop doing. I can tell you and you know because I've talked to you um very personal like I do compare myself a lot and that has mm -hmm. caused me anxiety from staying away from social media or just open up. But then in reality, you mm -hmm. know that I am an open book and I will just like tell you my whole life and every single detail about everything. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit. <laughs> but unfortunately, you know, like society, um, social media and everything that's happening just like brings us to that mentality of like, Maybe I'm not good mm -hmm. enough. Maybe I should not put out what I need to, mm -hmm. you know, talk about because it's just, it's not good enough for, for whoever. But the reality is that there's, there's always going to be that one person that it's listening and you're changing the life of that one person. And maybe you save their lives and you, you never mm -hmm. know what, what could do. So, so I, mm -hmm. I love everything. I love everything that you're saying. It's so, <laughs> it's so inspiring, you know? So, so thank you for all that. But, uh, so talking about being a badass, talking about being a mess and all of this stuff, entrepreneurship has a lot to do with the messiness, the badasses, badassness, if that is even a word. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so, so as an entrepreneur, first of all, do you feel lonely? Do you feel like entrepreneurship mm. is, it's a lonely journey? And with that, do you think, do you think it's necessary to, to have like a messy bestie for, for entrepreneurship? Mm. Mm -hmm. And for those out there that don't know, cause I know that you do know what it's a messy bestie, but for those who don't know what a messy bestie is, it is your ride or die that it's there for you for accountability for <laughs> to remind you that you're awesome to remind you to stay hydrated to you know like <laughs> eat something so you're not hangry and you actually get shit done so all of that stuff so so your messy bestie is the one that's there for you it's your cheerleader your ride or die that will support you for all your business ideas and even and it will be your shoulder or your virtual shoulder to cry on um so that's that's your messy bestie so to to go back to my question is like do you think that entrepreneurship is lonely and 
entrepreneur do entrepreneurs need a messy bestie? Hands down, 100%, yes. It is a lonely journey. And I would tell you my journey to this day, even just yesterday, I had a call with my mom. Your friends and your family will not understand what it is that you're trying to do. And as a cultural thing, I mean, you're Latina and I'm Asian. It's in, it's not in our culture um, to do certain things. And so when I said I embraced who I am and I gave myself permission to, to forgive myself, I also gave myself permission that I didn't, I didn't have, it's not my responsibility to make everybody understand. I hope that makes sense. So if I can bless somebody today is I want to give you permission. It's not your responsibility to explain yourself, to defend yourself. It's not your responsibility to have to um, um, make people understand. You don't need to. And, and I think the people that are most closest to us have the most difficult time because they love us so much and they want to protect us and they're just trying to keep us safe. Those are the ones that I think were the most difficult people for me to, to try to um, explain. And I've spent years and years in frustration, anger, bitterness, and sadness, and, and just, you know, upsetness. Um, I was causing so much suffering for myself. And then and it got to the point where it's like, no matter what I did, I felt like it was never going to be good enough for my family. So just this past year, I stopped explaining. I stopped defending. I stopped, I stopped trying to make them understand because I'm like, you know what? The people that empower me, the people that support what I do, the people that get me, those are the ones I want to keep showing up for. Those are the ones that's in my circle that I keep coming to because um, being an entrepreneur is a lonely, lonely space. You're in your own business. You're doing the work. You're in your own zone. You don't have a team building this out, right? However, I want to, I want to, change that narrative that you don't have to choose to stay in that lonely space though. It's up to you to be responsible, to seek out the people, to show up for networking calls, to show up for co-work calls or to find that bestie. And thank God I found you, Pam, because during this part of my life, I was trying to create a community for women where it's okay for us to sell ourselves. It's okay to sell our products and services. It's okay to network and collaborate and partner. There's more than enough business for people. And I think when you and I first met, we were in a community that presented itself that way, but then we found out really quickly, there's a lot of women out there that get very overprotective or feel very competitive. And when they see you as a threat, which I'm no stranger to this because working in corporate, there's a lot of backstabbing and all this crap um, of people trying to keep you down. And I'm like, I, I my voice, I found my security. I found my my um, confidence in speaking up and saying, "No, this isn't right." Like we're all creatures of amazing gifts and talents, and we have so much to share. And there's so much for us to learn. There's more than enough business to go around. And so, when you find yourself in the right alignment of relationships and friendships, uh, coaches and mentors. Um, you know, messy besties like you, I feel like that's where you provide a safe space for somebody to be, like I said, authentically themselves, where they're not being judged, they're not being criticized, they're not made wrong, that um, you give them permission to just be who they are, to share everything that they have. And 
as a community, we're uplifting one another. I feel like women who empower each other, women who support one another are a thousand times more authentic badasses than any, you know, any corporate <laughs> selfish person because, um, you know, you can't build a business by yourself. You can't create a family by yourself. You can't um, build a community by yourself, right? It takes other people and other relationships for you to build what you need. And I think when you find the right people that are in the same alignment with what you're trying to create, that believe in your vision, believe in what you do, they support you no matter what, they allow you space to cry and, and you know, ugly cry sometimes that is, um, you know, you allow me, you allow me a safe space to just fall apart where I don't have to be perfect. I'm, I'm not this corporate, you know, stiletto heel wearing, you know, brand perfectionist. And there was beauty in that for me because it made me realize I don't have to always be perfect. Um, and so it's a lonely place to be if you choose to stay there, but there's enough people out there if you look for them, people are out there waiting for you. They want to embrace you into this community. So, um, you know, I would say anybody who's listening to this is that if you're on this journey, um, you definitely want to link up with Pam and any <laughs> other, and any, as her, as your, you know, your badass bestie, because I'm telling you, there's going to be days where it's hard. Um, you know, you, you talked about, you know, depression and, there are days that trigger me. I think about my dad and it's so crippling. Sometimes I'm in so much pain that I miss him and I ache or even days where I miss my son. Um, those are the days where you, you know, I want to pick up the phone or text or call or zoom you. And, and we just tell it like it is, you know, yeah. we, I cry and then I move on. <laughs> so yeah. the last place you want to be is in isolation and in monologue, like get out of monologue reach out to somebody. If it's not Pam, reach out to a friend or to a mentor. Um, but I think being on a journey where somebody else is doing this journey with you as an entrepreneur, we're all a collective of solopreneurs in our own businesses. But I know that we're a community because we are women are on the same mission and alignment of serving other people and helping one another and empowering each other to say, it's okay to cry. It's okay to show your weak side is what makes you, you. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love that you are creating this, this program or, you know, you're offering the service because there's so many of us out there that are seeking this. And maybe some of you right now are in a networking business group right now where you feel like you're, you know, you feel like you're being judged or criticized or being held back because you're not allowed to talk about what you do, right? And I would ask the question is that, do you feel like that's the right place for you and is that going to bring you closer to your goals does it make you feel good when you get off the call and if the answer is no then I think maybe taking a deeper look into what Pam has to offer is going to be um, an opportunity for you to grow thank you by the way I did not ask her to talk about me no. or anything like that this was completely <laughs> unexpected just an FYI to everybody that's listening um yep. <laughs> but <thank you laughs> for the super kind words you know that I do love talking to people and and helping others and just being there for them and supporting everybody and 
helping with the accountability and just being a friend. I think yeah. that's my superpower. Um, but now that I mentioned superpowers, let's talk about superpowers because I'm all about superpowers. Um, as an entrepreneur, you obviously mess up, you turn into a badass, you start learning what your skills are. So in this journey of entrepreneurship, what, uh, what have you learned that your superpower is? So what's your superpower as an entrepreneur? My superpower that I realized is my heart. The more I open up my heart, the more I allow my heart to open to receiving, the more I can pour out for other people. So one of the things I love is, you know, as a coach and a mentor, I myself invest in other coaches and mentors because I feel like, like I said, we're, 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 we are life students and learning from one another, I think is a continuous journey. And so um, I think my superpower is my ability to just be open, to, to love, to care, to give, to share. Um, a lot of people that meet me are like, oh my God, I'm so generous. And it's like, well, you know, when you're in a space where you can give love, you're impacting somebody's life. Whether it's just a simple smile, being kind, being courteous, being respectful, treating somebody with just kindness, it goes a long way. And I think in a society now where I think it's almost tolerated to just not have any manners, you know, the simple please and thank you goes a long way. Um, the ability to listen empathetically, like with an open heart, with no judgment, no need to give advice, no need to fix them, I think creates an open space for someone to feel safe and authentic. So my ability to just listen, being an active listener and understanding someone's needs and anticipating what they need before they even ask for it. So, um, you know, sometimes this, I don't know if you, we talked about this, Pam, like our, 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 um, our love language, right? Yeah. And so understanding someone's Yep. Understanding someone's love language makes you a better communicator, right? So knowing how the other person needs to be shown love allows you to give. Um, and so I apply that in a lot of my coaching and, and when I speak to an audience, understanding that there's different types of listeners out there in my audience helps me become a better communicator to understand what do these people need today? What do they need to walk away with and how can I impact somebody today? So um, I would say, you know, I don't have just one superhuman power, but I feel like, you know, having an open heart, being empathetic and understanding and listening because um, people want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to be understood. Right. So and those things, those qualities don't cost a dime. It doesn't cost you anything. Right. No, very so, true. Yep. Um, but when it comes to business, um, I feel like my strengths are, again, using my listening and understanding what are the challenges that somebody's facing right now? What's the mess that they've created? And then being able to have a vision to, to see and anticipate, oh, they have this, but I can see this. And now I can implement the details and the steps to help somebody get there quickly, easily, whether they have the resources or not, or, you know, based on their, their current situation is like, um, I help people, you know, create processes and systems, um, 
through my operations <laughs> skills is, you know what, if you're a one man person, there's going to be a lot of things tied up and bottlenecked with you because um, as CEOs, we're the chief executive officer. We're not the chief everything officer, right? That's not what the CEO means. So if you're doing everything and you wonder why you hate social media and you wonder why you hate doing accounting, well, guess what? That's not your, that's not your wheelhouse. That's not your superpower. So you trying to do it is just dumb. <laughs> so let's look at who can we connect you with that's a badass accountant or a bookkeeper. That's a badass social media content curator, right? So this is why I love having a community of women where we empower and elevate and support each other and say, look, I have someone in my, my community that I can connect you to. So I'm constantly listening for what people need in their business. And then um, as you know, as a leader, um, I'm then saying, hey, I may not be the right fit, but I have a resource. I have a partner for you that can help you with this piece of your business, right? Until I can help you start making more money, we're going to find some resources to help you. Because a lot of times when we're first starting out as an entrepreneur, we don't have a lot of funds available. So mm -hmm. if I can help you eliminate the same mistakes I made, I'm going to do that. You know, sometimes there's free resources. Sometimes there's really inexpensive resources. And if you're a badass, you know, six-figure CEO, then I've got other people that can help you. You can delegate to. Maybe it's hiring a VA, right? And there's certain VA services that are really inexpensive too. So, um, so my operational strategic skill set is I can see it from a you know 30-foot perspective of what your business needs and where the bottleneck is, so I can free up so that you've got time to do things that you really love doing. We talked about this today. It's like when we are walking in alignment with peace and joy and we're in creativity and we're not worried and stressed out about all the other stuff, it's when we show up a hundred percent. Right. And we're just, yeah. Yeah. Right. Stop worrying about the money. Stop worrying and having anxiety about, you know, money and the lack mindset because you're just creating more of that anxiety and stress. So, um, I think when we're operating in alignment with our purpose and our heart, that's where we are creating more authentic content. We are creating more um, abundance for people. We're pouring into our own self and we feel good. And when you feel good, you're gonna do more of what makes you feel good. So if accounting doesn't make you feel good, then you shouldn't be doing that, <laughs> right? Right. Um, um, you know, if marketing doesn't make you feel good, then maybe you shouldn't be focusing on that, right? So um, I look at what makes you feel good. What do you really want to be doing so that we can then start making changes um, and the other things that you're doing in your business so that you can focus on that. So yes. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so your superpower is your heart and is your operations mentality. So your heart and your mind pretty much come together to like, help mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs become badasses which is yep. which is great but also you know it will help your clients uh, learn how to delegate because that's that's a big thing that as entrepreneurs we have to learn how to do because if we don't understand that we cannot do something then we need to learn how to delegate it and it might cost us a little bit of money but at the end it will bring success to the business that we're trying to build so, right. so that's that's great and I know that you and I have talked about this a lot because I am trying to get my fiance to learn how to delegate. 
<laughs> but that's a story that's for a, another day. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and this is a this is a very common trait with entrepreneurs because we're so like scatterbrained and we want to have um somewhat control of everything so we know what's going on in our business. But what that does though is it like I said, it bottlenecks you and it keeps you from creating more income, creating more sales. Because let's say, you know, um you own a house, let's say you know you're you're a, a you own a, a cleaning service, right? If you're so busy doing social media or you're ordering supplies or you're trying to schedule, you know, appointments, guess what you're not doing? Getting clients. Not getting out. Yeah, you're not getting out in front of clients to get those cleaning deals, whether it's commercial or residential. You're not getting out to the client's homes. So you got to rely on other people to help you. Like I said, we're not meant to build a business by ourselves, right? We we have to rely on people to help us. So even if it's hiring one extra person to handle your phone calls or to handle your bookkeeping, to handle your marketing and your social media, or to handle even just scheduling, right? There's automated systems and programs that you can purchase um, and implement in your business that can free up your time so that you're not sitting there doing something that you actually really dislike. <laughs> yes. So, um, so like yeah. I said. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. I mean, definitely, you know, and in the case that you cannot delegate or you cannot afford it, then you can always automate, learn how to automate things the way it mm -hmm. will make, it will simplify your life as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, you have provided so much wisdom with everything that you have said, so much advice, so much everything in this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, are there any words of advice that you have for entrepreneurs that are struggling at the moment? Don't quit. Believe in yourself more than anybody else is going to believe in you. You're not going to find it out there. The answer is always in here. It's always been in there and you know it. I think the scary thing is, is are you brave enough? Are you courageous enough to really believe that you can't? And I think that was some, that was a journey for me. And even just recently this weekend, you know, um, when we're in constant doubt or insecurity. And I think that's the biggest challenge that any entrepreneur has is really, do you have the faith and belief in the conviction that you can do it? Because so many times during this journey, including, you know, we talk about this is let's just quit our, let's just quit this and let's just find a job. Like we're scared. We're never going to make money and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, um, I just feel like this has been such a burning passion desire in me that I, you know, I know that even the thought of going back and getting a job has created this bile, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, cause the freedom and the flexibility is a great perk, but I think the ultimate reason why we want to do this is that, um, we have a calling and a passion and a purpose for something more. And I think that's what drives us. So, uh, the biggest challenge is that, you know, you've got to find your own faith. You got to believe in yourself on the days where you're not going to get that from somebody or even your spouse, it's going to come from you. So, and if it doesn't come from you, you reach out to your best friend. <laughs> She'll you slap go. you back to reality. <laughs> She'll slap you back to reality. 
<laughs> I, I have done that to you many times. So. <laughs> I know, and I do you too. So yeah, yeah, we have done it together. Um, well, Selena, thank you so much. This was amazing. You provided tons of goodies in this interview. So thank you so much for being part of this. And messes and badasses, don't forget to show some love to this amazing baddie. I will put on the show notes uh, her promo offer of what she's um, currently offering at the moment and all her social media and all her stuff. So just stay tuned. Don't forget to be badasses. And if you're in the journey, just keep going. Thank you so much, Selena. Have a great day. Thank you, Pam. Love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Thank you, messes and badasses, for listening to today's episode. Check the show notes for any updates and don't forget to subscribe to the show and share it. Have an amazing day and don't forget to see failures as opportunities to start over and better. Bye.